Are you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate. Motivate. Inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am Miss Lisa Nobles, and I am so elated to have you joining in with me today. And speaking of today, our topic is waiting on my Boaz. God has plans for me, and I am elated to get ready to jump into this topic with this phenomenal queen that I have on the phone with me today, and I am so elated to share with you and this empowerment segment the queens of the round table so let's get in it into it today and today i have joining with me miss esther wright who i have known for a few years via social media social media can be a positive experience when you look at it from that perspective she is an author a speaker and a mentor and she is the ceo of titus works ministry i am going to allow miss esther to introduce herself and esther can you tell us a little bit about yourself and welcome again to the Savvy Seek Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Thank you for having me, Lisa. <laughs> I am so excited about being a part of, of this day with you and to share whatever God places on our hearts to share about this topic. Um, but in regards to me, I, I am, um, like you said, uh, the, the founder of Titus Works Ministries. And it is built on the Word of God, on Titus mm-hmm. chapter 2, mm-hmm. where we are mandated to give back to those who are given to who God has placed on our journey. And so I, I believe that, that I have done that and am, mm-hmm. con- am continuing to do what God has placed before me to do, and that's to show people, uh, anyone that's willing to notice what God can do in your life on the comeback. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And to be able to show them that no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, you know, we're, we're still in line for a blessing because yes. God has already forgiven us and we just need to learn how to forgive ourselves. So I am the founder of Titus Works Ministries and that was, is our goal to give back to those who are coming behind us and, yes. and to, to teach the young, you know, as much as that we can, as much as they allow us to do. And so I, I'm also a substance abuse counselor for a major hospital here in Houston, Texas. Wow. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Very passionate about it. I'm 29 years sober. I'll be 30 yes. years sober in March. And, and so God has blessed me to be, to work in my purpose. Yes. And, uh, so I'm excited about that. So I, I'm, I'm just a girl who loves God and want to do what he told me to do. Yes. And as long as I have known you, even though it's been primarily via social media, you have been very, very consistent. If I can't say anything else, even in your business, the way you present yourself, your zeal for God over the last five or six, seven years has always been consistent. I was thinking about that today. Man. So I am elated to, to authentically share that with you, Miss Esther, that that is something that I really have admired as I have from a distant distance of course 
you know, held, mm -hmm. held your hand as your sister in Christ, you know, and I've seen yeah. you, you go through in such a positive way and have a positive impact on the people that come in contact with you. So are you ready, family? Then let's talk about it. Our subject again today is waiting on my Boaz. God has plans for me. So we're going to begin our discussion. So before you leave this segment today, hopefully we will have at least, if not a clear, we will be on our way to some type of understanding of how to follow God's plan when we are waiting on our Boaz. And that's so imperative in these days and age. So Miss mm -hmm. Esther, you know, we talked just a little bit or we've corresponded just a little bit about you know you were divorced and and so on and so on so you are a divorce uh -huh. queen the challenges of having a relationship and moving on after a divorce what did that look like for you well it wasn't pretty <laughs> of course uh, it wasn't pretty at all and the reason why it wasn't pretty is because i really didn't want a divorce um right. even though you know when when i tell my story it's kind of embarrassing sometimes because I loved a man who couldn't love me back, and yeah. um, he, he he consistently cheated. Uh, the the few that I, what I know the number is mm -hmm. five, but yeah. I know that if it's five, it's probably ten. Right. So I, I don't know. But in the seventeen years that we were together, uh, my husband was a cheater, and I really tried my best to love him into stopping. And, right. And he even said at the very end that my his cheating had absolutely nothing to do with me, which I was of already course. clear about. However, I just wish that he would have been strong enough to find a way to fix what the issue was. So when it was all said and done, mm -hmm. I, I just kind of refused to let go and uh, kept waiting and hoping. And even though I was saying that I was choosing me mm -hmm. finally, um, in the back of my heart, I, I really believed that I was hoping he would one day wake up and say, I want my wife back. Right. And he didn't do that. Right. And so dating was hard or has been very difficult for me because I'm mad at, I was angry at my ex for putting me in the position to have to date in the first place. Right. And so, because when I said I do, I meant it. I, I didn't mean it for just a couple of weeks or a couple of years. I meant it to death to right. inspire it. And, mm -hmm. and for better or worse, even though our words did come, at some point I felt I needed to do something. From, I had to choose me. I had been choosing right. him in the whole time, so it was time. And so now, uh, waiting on who I believe God has for me is difficult. Right. Because I am 58 as of the 14th of November. Happy belated and, birthday. Um, thank you. <laughs> and in that 58 period, it's almost like, oh my God, I don't have a whole lot of time left. It's like when the girls are waiting to have babies. Right. Well, here I am, 58, wishing that God would bless me to experience real love before I die. Right. And so, yeah, so it, it's been a challenge. And, I, and I'm not meeting people who I believe... God has for me. Right. I mean, they're, they're great guys. They just don't, how can I put it? They're, they're not looking for something on a serious note. And right. so, therefore, I'm not willing to play. Right. I love that. <laughs> no, I love that. I'm just not. No, I love yeah. that, Miss Esther, because first of all, 
as you guys can see today, we're going to just have some real talk, some real talk between girlfriends uh -huh. at the virtual coffee table. So let's just really talk about it. And I can so attest to you because I too have um, had so many relationships. Well, no, I can't say so many, but I've had a couple because yeah, it really hasn't been so many. Um, a couple of relationships where I, I made the bad decision of choosing the wrong person. And he in turn too um, cheating on me. And I believe my, my best friend, she tried to say, she tell me, she said, Lisa, she said, if a man asks you for an open relationship and you stay, even though you're saying no, you're really saying yes. Uh -huh. So you're yeah. accepting. Uh -huh. And I was like, no, no, no. But I told him no. I didn't want that. Uh -huh. And look at this. You know, a few years later, I'm willing to be vulnerable enough to let that person know that you too can survive that. So I love what you, you're talking about, Miss Esther, especially when you're saying at 58, at any age, you're like, uh -huh. am I really going to find that man? I mean, is, yeah. you know, is that Boaz really out there for me? Because dating is so different from 17 it years is. ago, right? So what was that transition like for you outside of just dating? Well. I did a lot of things. I'm just really straight up. I even did a little date inside. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, uh, well, I, I don't know if I was just on the wrong one or <laughs> if, you know, I was sick, I was being chosen by the wrong one. I don't know. But that right. didn't work. Right. And, I, I even, and even going into that, I, I have to admit that even going into that, I, I felt like I was cheating God. I felt like right. I was not allowing God to do what God can do. Right. And and I and that's not for everybody. That's just for me. I, I of course I really never was comfortable with being uh, on the site because I wanted God to choose for me and I didn't right. know if being on the site was blocking God's choice. Wow. And I can't say that it was. Yeah. I can't say that it was, but I can say that I just I, I tried to tell myself I was okay with it. Yeah. However, it didn't work out and which let me believe that my first mind was what I should have went with. Yes. So I, I can tell you that dating for me has been difficult because, one, um, I look for red flags. Hmm. And I don't play. <laughs> right, right, right. If I see right. a red flag, I, 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 I acknowledge it. Right. And um, so it, I'm very, I don't want to say critical. Yes. However, I'm very, um, honest about how I feel about things. So right. if I'm dating someone and they're not contacting me, then that's a red flag to me. Oh, okay. Okay, I get it. I should, yeah, I, if I'm not important enough for you to call, then why would I be important enough for you to, to do anything? Right. To be I there agree. for me. I mean, if you, yeah, so if there's no conversation where if I'm doing all the calling, that's a red flag to me. <clears throat> And so my dad, and this is, and my dad said to me one years and years ago. Yes. Uh, you know that if a man really likes you, you will, you you probably don't even have to pick the phone up because he is okay. going to make sure He's that he sure. wants to be. Yeah. Makes mm -hmm. he wants to make sure that he he sees you and knows and interacts with you. And I so agree. I told somebody that. Mm-hmm. I told I told a guy that, and he said, "Oh, girl, that's old school." Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't do that no more. I'm like, okay, you don't have to do it. That's fine. 
Yes. You shall know. You shall know. Goofing. No, you don't. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know. But you know, Miss Esther, I've, I'm learning that there is a slight change in the dating pool. And I, pre tell, am not the authority nor the expert to give out any type of uh-huh. dating um, ex- expertise in this area. But I can tell you as an expert from experience that the dating world has changed. And from what they tell me, dating sites are more... Um, we that's the that's the way of the future and so when you say here that you may have felt that god was blocking you or maybe god is leading you or was leading you it just took a little bit or it's going to take a little bit to weed out all the bad ones because we can go to church and meet a bad one and that yeah, girl. the same oh. characteristics <laughs> no you keep going we can yes, talk. this indeed. is real talk today so, yes, you know what I yes. mean? So, how, what did you learn about yourself during this process? Well, what I've learned is that I deserve the truth. Yes. And and I need to honor what I, my, my instincts. Right. You know, TDJ wrote a book on instincts, and, and your instincts are real. It's just God's way of speaking to you. And we're always talking about, I want to hear from God, I want to hear from God. God speaks to me every day. Yes. He really does. And, and when God tells me something, I, I either, if I'm not in tune with my relationship with him, then I'm not going to hear it and I'm going to make the mistake. And I may still make a mistake, but in that mistake, I can hear God saying, here's the lesson I need you to get from that. Right. So what I'm learning is to honor my instincts. Because if my instincts say, this is not right, I need to go with that. I and I know that, that sounds harsh. Mm-hmm. I really know it doesn't sound fair to someone. But the mm-hmm. truth is, when when you've been through what I've been through, you yes. don't. It's too low. I'm too old to be taking chances. I, I don't on. have time to play those the games. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that okay, you know, if you show interest in a guy, then they want to. They think something wrong with you. Well, yes. okay, so I'm supposed to act like I don't like you so you can like me. I don't want to do that. I love it. <laughs> no, I love that. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. No, what you say? I don't have time for that. I mean, who does? Like you said, we're getting older by the day. So why do we have to play this game? Why can't we just like, you know, what you just said, you know, let's be up front with each other. Let's be vulnerable. Let's be open. I mean, we are adults. I mean, why can't we Uh interact with each other? So what? I like you. You like me. What are we going to do from there? Even if, you know, you know, whatever your circumstance is, what are we going to do from there? Why do we have to play the cat and mouse? So I so relate. So how did your relationship affect your relationship with God during that process? Because 17 years is a long time. And then to come out of that and try and start over, you know? I've been very angry. Yeah. And... I really have, and, 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 and I've even said to God, you know, I, I, I know that this is not what you have for me. I, I just know, and, and so what I'm learning is that God, and it's a hard lesson to learn. Yes, I, yes. I, it's like, take your hands off of it. Right. Mm. Just take, take your hands off of it. Because every time I have attempted to... I can't see someone, talk to someone, whatever the case may be. Right. That, it has not worked. Right. And, I love and that. And I need to just take my hands off of it. Yes. And let God do what he do. And live life and with my relationship with God the way it is. And if God has someone for me, and 
I know old school says all the time, they'll show up. You know, what's for right. you is for you. Right. And that's the truth. Because that is true. I can quickly get what's not for me. Okay. And I don't want what's not for me. Right. I want nothing that's not ordained by God. I don't. And right. so I just, just, I've just resigned to the fact, for real, Lisa, mm-hmm. is that I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, I'm good. I love that. I love that. And I think, I'm really good. And, and I really think that we as women are just individuals it, holistically need to reach some point in our lives where we say that I'm good. And I think uh, and mm-hmm. maybe you will agree that that comes with a, a, a certain amount of peace. You know, that's inviting mm-hmm. peace because earlier you, you expressed something that I do want to expound upon. So we're going to stop right there for a minute. When you talk, mm-hmm. when you talk about being angry, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. us, we want to move on to the next relationship. And it's okay when we take trips, we might go to Dallas, we may go to Houston, we may go to Chicago. But at some point in mm-hmm. time in between our journey, we have to what? Unpack our bags. And sometimes when mm-hmm. we're unpacking those bags, we might need to buy new things. We might need to take out some of yeah. that old stuff and throw that in the trash. You know, I've been here for almost two years now. And I, I always tell people, don't say a date, don't say a date. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I have been here for almost two years now and I was going through some of my old clothes you know we packed and um, we moved or whatever and I noticed some of my my pajamas need to be replaced and this is a a great story for right now because at the end of the day it's the same premise I want to hold on to that because why of the memories of what it taught me back then or even what I learned maybe it was because someone special bought it for me but guess what Mm -hmm. basically what you said Miss Esther we have to move on we might need some new Mm -hmm. things a new way of thinking we have to let go of sometimes those things that are potentially holding us back so is our old thinking holding us back Miss Esther I mean, I know you're going to, you have to, no, go right ahead. I just wrote something about this, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. just recently on Facebook, Mm -hmm. and the pain is not in letting go. I mean, I'm sorry, the pain is not in holding on. Mm -hmm. No, people think that the pain is in letting go, Mm -hmm. but the truth is the pain is in holding on. I love it. And so the Mm -hmm. longer I hold on to something, the more I block my ability to see what is placed before me as a true blessing. Uh, no matter what that. it is. Mm-hmm. 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 And so I realized that if, if I am truly going to receive what God has for me, mm-hmm. I have to let go of that which no longer serves in my higher good. I love that. I love that. And I had to, I, and I'm going to tell you something, I had to get angry mm-hmm. with, I had to get angry with my ex to be able to truly let him go. You know, and I, I, it was ugly. Well, you know, you done made me think of a scripture, right? And I did say you done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking mm-hmm. about just real quickly, and I want you to continue, but it made me think about Ephesians 4 and 22, or 20 and following, mm-hmm. where God talks about putting off the old man so that we can love, or we have to love mm-hmm. the old man enough so that we can embrace that new man. And you know, of course, that's not verbatim, but at the same time, yeah. that's what happened to you. You may consider it angry or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you had to love that anger enough to what? Yeah. Let it go. And that's the premise of I what did. you're I'm saying. Serious. No, go right ahead. I you am not kidding you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, I'm, when I am the minute I was able to do that, I promise you, I felt better. Not, not, I'm, I don't want to sit here and say free. Right. I felt enough to 
put another foot in front of the other to get to freedom. Yes. I love that. Because I had to finally get mad. Because let me tell you what happened. Okay. What happened was, <laughs> I have always been a person that hates uh, conf- confrontation. Yes. I've never had a fight in my life. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't argue with people. I wish I could say and that. I don't. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> and so I'm very, I'm one of the people that, can we just work it out? Because I don't yes. want to be mad and I don't want you to be mad at me. Right. So when we divorced, I'm very clear that my husband is a cheater. I knew he was a cheater. I should have left at the first or the second one. Yes. And I didn't. So mm-hmm. when it was finally said and done, we had a discussion prior to that, much earlier, saying that if we ever come to a place where it doesn't work out, let's do it civilly. Let's not be mad and cuss each other out and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. So uh-huh. I was trying to honor that. And so I didn't get mad, and I just, like, okay, I understand. I'm not mad at you. I forgive you. Let's do that. Yeah, I should have been mad. You should have been mad, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, I should have been mad because Mm -hmm. the truth is he did not honor our vows. He didn't honor me. Right. It was all selfish about him, and I was a good wife. I never cheated on my husband. I was always available, and I'm not perfect. However, I, I was a good wife to him. Yes. Yes. And so I had to get angry in order to be able to see my worth. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love that. No, no. You could have continued with that thought. I had to be angry in order Mm -hmm. to see my worth because I think a lot of us, women, individuals, again, because, you know, we a variety of people will hear this podcast, but I think that's so it's so intricate and it is it's, it's something very special about that statement, Esther, because at the end of the day, we... I think we take a blind eye to our worth. Mm-hmm. We think mm-hmm. we become unworthy in the process of our pain and, and, and our experiences. Yeah. And we start to believe that I'm not worthy because we're so broken. So why should I feel mm-hmm. a certain way? And then not only that, I love this person. You know, God tells mm-hmm. me to forgive, especially from a Christian perspective. God tells me to forgive. Mm-hmm. Who am I to be angry? But who are you not to be angry? There was a time where Christ became angry that he tore up the whole church. Yeah. He, he, not that yeah. that's the example. He, he, he says that we are to do, you know, he wants us to handle the situation. We can't know, you know, yeah. of course we won't use that for an excuse, but at the same time, mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to get two to get through. So when you felt that you were broken or did you feel broken at some point during this process? Mm-hmm. I did. I felt very broken. As a matter of fact, I even told God that if you are through with me, I would not be mad at you. Uh-uh. I'm done. I'm tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm serious. I, I hear it in your voice. Out. Mm-hmm. I was ready oh, to roll. God. Really? God, please take me. I'm tired. Oh I don't want to live. I don't want this. I, this is too hard. Yes. Why would you? I, I mean, all kinds of questions to God. And what mm-hmm. I know is that he wouldn't let me go. So obviously he has much more for me to do. Yes. And and I, I have to be okay with that. And I'm glad he didn't. Okay. Yes. Let, me, mm-hmm. let me say that. Yes. I'm glad he didn't. Um, I am, but I, I'm still baffled that. My my marriage is over. Oh, so how long has and it been, Esther? If you don't mind, how long has it three been? Years. No, oh, well, three, three years. Oh, well, that's still fresh. Three mm-hmm. years. That's still fresh. Uh-huh, still, yeah. 
and and I but I but I let me say this. Even okay. though I feel the way I do sometimes, yeah, I'm not I'm not um, trying to hold on anymore. Of course, I really am not. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I want to move on. I mm-hmm. want to date. I'm just not settling. I love that. I refuse that. to settle. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. met a guy recently that I thought was first was a really good guy, nice yes. guy, whatever. And I, the more he talked about what his life, the more I realized that even though he is kind, nice, respectful, car open, door opener, all yes. that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Uh-huh. Yes, his his life is in a position where he is in his life is where my my ex, my husband was when I met him. Right. So I I can't I I don't want to do that again. Yes. Yes. I don't I don't want to rebuild with somebody that. I, I can't I, I can't do it. I, I get it. Because yeah. No, I get my, it. My my mm-hmm. ex when he when we got together he had nothing and I'm not this is not to make him look bad, I promise you this is not about that. Of course. It's all about the fact that when we got together we I, we built what we had from of nothing. Course. Of course. And I had a little something right. and I was willing to share my little something. Right. And when he when it was all said and done at the end, I had nothing. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when he left, I had to start all over. Well, I've met someone and I'm not willing to start all over with someone else. I understand. I understand one thousand percent. Well, you know, I understand that and many women can relate to you, Esther, because of the simple fact I mean I've been there and shoot, I am there and not even so much as being the person who is the one who has everything and has something to offer, but just, it's like, even in the last year and a half, it's like, what happened? You know, I had A, B, C, D, and E, and now I, I it's like, I'm going backwards. I, I feel what you're saying. Okay. So when you... When you're wanting to be an authentic, good prospect for a good mm-hmm. mate, you know, those are the things where you're thinking, okay, now I've built and I do have A, B, C, D, and E. I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm, I've kind of, you know, became disenfranchised. So what do I have? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not at the, mm-hmm. not saying that I don't, that I'm not a valuable woman because God knows that I am, but it's still, mm-hmm. the premise is still the same. You know, we're, you've worked hard. I wouldn't want anybody yeah. else who's already there that felt like, might feel like, oh, I don't know if you're a good prospect for me because I'm already here and you're here. Then I'm not for mm-hmm. you. And guess what? I'm okay with that because I yeah. have to rebuild. See, I've already been in the relationship where I was the person who had everything and I let someone come and destroy that. Not that I'm yeah. not going to be responsible and say I should have left because I should have at the end of the day. But when you're in love and you think you're in love, you know, you stay, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah, when we make our choices, I wouldn't ask you if you think that I'm not the woman for you, but guess what? I'm the woman for me. Even Mm -hmm. in my brokenness, I'm the woman for me. I'm still going to choose me. Because, see, I know what I'm made of. I know what I've come from. And even though my family system might look broken, or this might look broken, I still am going to choose me. Without a car, without a house, without a job, I still choose me because you know why? God chose me, Esther. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I need our listeners to understand is that, God, you still have to choose you. 
And just uh -huh. because someone else has to make a different decision, it doesn't mean that that's directly a reflection of who you are. You're just not the person yeah. or that person, you know? And I think and I, I commend you. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the fact that this person was where they are. And right. Maybe mm -hmm. I could just support them, encourage them to get uh -huh. better and things mm -hmm. like that. And it but didn't the work. Truth is, mm -hmm. it, it, it couldn't work because it took me back to what I already had and done. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I, I mm -hmm. just couldn't. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. No, and I, I think that's commendable, Esther. I think that is 1 million percent commendable because at mm. the end of the day, you've already been there. You've already done that. So why are we going to go back over to God? The, the subject is we are waiting. We God has plans for me. Yes, I want my Boaz, but God has plans for me. And each individual person that's listening, your plan is going to be your plan. In Esther's mm -hmm. case, she can't settle in this perspective. But your story okay. is not going to be the same as her story. But yet, the lessons are still the same. So you overcame this relationship. You sought out God and triumphantly decided to be the woman that you are today. Here you are single, mm -hmm. yet you've made a conscious decision to wait on your Boaz. What made you mm -hmm. submit to the plans that you knew that God had for you? Well. I think what it is is because I truly want what God has for me. Yeah. And I don't want to just settle because of loneliness. Right. Or, or looking like I'm I'm not going to, I'm going to have to spend time by myself. I, I don't, it, it's not that important to me anymore to just have a man in my life, just to have one. Yes. My my purpose at this point is, is waiting for someone who truly wants, one, to be with me. And once, right. and it's about companionship and not anything outside of ourselves. Right. Right. I, I, I agree and with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to find. It's hard to find. I, it is. Because most, some people are looking for something that better, their, you know, live in a better home or drive a better car or he got to have his. I don't want, I don't, I'm not saying a person has to have a certain particular thing, but I know what they can't. Right. I know what I can't accept. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that it. may not be everything. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you know what? People say, oh, you just got to figure out what you want. Well, I may no. not know what I want, but I mm -hmm. know what I don't want. Oh, I sure do agree with you 1,000%. I agree mm -hmm. with you 1,000%. I agree because of the simple fact that I said that once in my life. You know, maybe I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want. And sometimes that's mm -hmm. the best compass that you could ever need, coupled with the word of God, of course. That's the best oh, compass yeah. you can need, you need to, as you're navigating through life. So why is it important to wait on God's timing before even when you're dating in, in, from your perspective? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why, why is that important to you, Esther? Why is well, that important? It's, it's important because if, I, if that's not important, then I settle. Right. Right. And, and and that's just it. It has to, what I need or what I believe I desire in my life. Mm -hmm. It it can't be less than that. Right. Not at this point because my relationship. Mm -hmm. No, because then I'm saying God can't give me His best. Right. Right. And so it's it's important because God is important. God is important. Really. Yes. My relationship with God is important. Yes. And and if I don't 
value that, then I don't value me since I'm made in his image. Right. And so that means I can accept whatever comes my way. Right. Do you think that women today, now that since you just said that, do you think that that's where sometimes we falter? Is because we forget that our relationship with God is important, then we kind of just settle? I think sometimes we forget how important we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't think it's even, I don't think, I don't think we even equate the God relationship, right. it, which is sad. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think that sometimes we're so eager to have that perfect mate, which yes. doesn't exist, but the one that's perfect for us, mm-hmm. uh, that we sometimes overlook messages that we receive for the sake of having what we want, which is con- happiness and companionship. I love that. Then when the mess hit the fan, mm-hmm. we're like, oh my God, I didn't see. Well, yeah, you saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw it. You saw it. I, I told you, I, my husband was a tutor. I, I, I realized that after he cheated the first time. Of course. But you stayed. And then when it happened again, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you loved it. When it happened again, mm-hmm. I loved it. And I was hoping that, you know, that it wouldn't happen again, but it did. Mm-hmm. And so then he promised me, oh, I'll never do it again. I'll never do that. And then guess what? It did. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I kept wanting it to be different. Now, here's the catch. Okay. One of the questions I did not specifically mouth was, do you what is, do you have a relationship with God? Yes, I I believe he had a relationship with God because of what I saw. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not saying it. It didn't come out of his mouth. I I was watching him. You know, he go to church with me, and uh, he was praising God, and I was like, Oh my God, my husband is girl. Yes. But in everything, I asked him. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't help you with this. So you need to talk to God. Yes. And he said, I don't have a, I don't have a clue of what a relationship with God looks like. Hmm. So I say in this so that you can see that with no relationship, he can't be helped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he can't be convicted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so every time my husband got caught, it wasn't about, I, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But he wasn't sorry because he cheated on me. He was sorry because he got caught. See, see there. Mm-hmm. So when, you, mm-hmm. when you're when dating, you can't just assume that that person knows God. For 17 years, I'm thinking my husband knows God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, and he said he believed that Jesus died on the cross, but he don't know how to have a relationship. Right. And I'm a minister, and I'm, like, mad at myself because uh, how did I miss that? Well, right. I never asked. Hmm. Never asked. Right. I just thought because of him lifting his hands, that meant he had a relationship with God. Right. No. So I asked him, what have you been doing for the last 17 years? Right. His response? Mm-hmm. I've been faking. Wow. But, you know, don't you think that even during that time, that was even an eye-opener for him? Do you think that it took courage for him to be honest and authentic in that time? Oh, yeah. Even though it was seven, you know, years later, but still. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, yeah. you're a counselor. We both know that we wear different faces. So how mm-hmm. could we have avoided that 
for the, for the next time is to go through another 17-year lesson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you can't, like you said, we don't have time for that. We We want to be on top of what the plans that God has for us. But at the same time, if we're being real about it, we want that companionship. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, I can be the perfect Christian and say, oh, all the great answers. I have the great relationship with God. You know, I read and pray all the time. I don't, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, you just want a relationship, mm-hmm. an authentic relationship. I want companionship. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes what you made me just think about is that, we forget to be that human side of us that really is saying, you know what? I am a woman. These are my needs. Without, of course, defiling mm-hmm. what, you know, God's commandments. But at the same time, these are my needs. This is what I want. You know, hey. Yeah. I think God would honor and if that. A person mm-hmm. can't, and, mm-hmm. and he would. And if a person can't, can't meet those needs or don't have a desire to meet those needs or think your needs are stupid, you need to move around. You need to move around. That's, you do. I'm serious. I, I, I Okay. I, there's a couple guys that, that I started just talking to. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I realized is that they say, they tell me all day they like me. Well, no, because they don't call me like that. But if they really right. liked me, I would hear from them. I don't have to hunt nobody down. Come on. And and so I think sometimes we think that, oh, if I don't call, well, why he ain't call? Well, he ain't called. Keep it moving. Because if right. he ain't call, he's not interested. Right. So I have come to the, to have to remember that if he's interested, he will call. I love that. He will try to figure it out. And but, Lisa, that's the hardest part because we want somebody to want us so bad. We do. Me we included. Will, we'll mm-hmm. fabricate it. Yeah. We'll we will make it in, up, up in our mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. We sure will. I've been there. And it's sad yeah. because... And, a lot of us don't identify with that. But what were you going to say? No. I was just going to say that sometimes I think we sell ourselves short because we're afraid that if we don't, we won't have nothing. I, I agree 1,000%. And, it, mm-hmm. and I don't think we do it on purpose. Like, Of course. Uh, yeah, I think we do it subconsciously. Mm-hmm. We con- I think we convince ourselves sometimes that, you know, this is really good. <laughs> but fabricate <laughs> like you said i'm serious right. it's not that bad he right. didn't mean it this time yeah he right. meant it yeah he meant it when he called so, you out your name that first time he meant it or when he told he you that you know kiss your you know, whatever he meant it right mm-hmm. he meant that yeah. he meant every i'm gonna give you a prime example okay i'm gonna give you a prime example mm-hmm. i um i i i am on depression medication Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went through my my divorce, I right. became very depressed and dark. And so my doctor gave me depression. And I take it because I know right. I needed, I was wanting to die. Of so course. I understand. I, I met this guy. Yep, mm-hmm. I met this guy. And we we were so comfortable. Girl, I was so comfortable with him. And I, I never tell anybody about that. Yes. And so I shared with him what was going on, right. how, how that went. Mm-hmm. And so later on. He said, we were having a conversation, and he said, I saw you post something on Facebook about Queen Esther. I said, oh, yeah, I, I do that from time to time when I'm in my queen ship for Esther, yada, yada. I was just kidding yes. around. He said, you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm good. What do you mean? I said, nothing wrong with me. I'm good. And so yes. he said, you, t- you took your medicine. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I said, excuse me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he said it. He said, well, I was wondering if you... 
if you took your medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you asking me about my medicine? I don't. And so that did, that sent me some kind of way. So I thought, well, maybe he didn't mean it. Maybe he just was, you know, I don't know. I, I convinced myself that it, it really wasn't that bad. Right. About a week or two later, don't we say were having a disagreement you. about something. Mm-hmm. And this what he said in a text to me. We were t- discussing something through a text, which I hate. But mm-hmm. anyway, his words to me in the text was, girl, please go take your medicine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad that we lose a piece of ourselves when we think that we're giving the better part of ourselves to someone, especially when we think mm-hmm. we love or that they love us and that we love them and those feelings are reciprocated. I, I'm very sad mm-hmm. to hear that. But at the end of the day, Miss Esther, you've grown into such a beautiful woman. I would love to continue this conversation. This, <laughs> these 40 minutes went by quickly. <laughs> they did. To, let me tell but you. Let me, can I just say this though? Well, I, I don't gonna, want anybody to get them. No, um, no, no. I want to give you, you have literally about 60 seconds and okay. whatever you're going to say, go ahead and say that and what, and share your passion, whatever you want the other, our listeners to hear. Go right okay. ahead. Well, I, I just want everybody to know that dating is not easy. And, and if you go into it thinking it is going to be easy, uh, you might be in for a rude awakening. I am not uh, downing anyone. I just say move with caution because God knows what he has for us. And we don't want to trick ourselves into believing it is what it that. is when it's not what God wanted. Yes. And so I, I am real about it. I have not met anyone that I would spend the rest of my life with. And I pray that God would allow that to happen. However, if he does not allow that to happen, I know what is going to happen is that my life is still going to be amazing. You better say that. But mm-hmm. it is going to be amazing. And what will make it not amazing is my inability to embrace what God has given me thus far. I love that. So That was yeah. so humble. It, it, was that... Is it that you needed yeah, to add anything? Yeah. Okay. That no, was I'm so good. beautiful. Yeah. That was so beautiful. And I wish we could continue this conversation. This has been a very humbling conversation and it's a very mm. authentic one. So thank you so much to my Savvy Speaks guest, Miss Esther Wright. You <laughs> know I'm going to have to have her back of Titus Works Ministry for joining me today at the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. Thanks for listening to, my, to the Savvy Speaks podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please leave me a five-star rating on iTunes so that other Others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week. And yes, know that I have free resources at www.imlisanobles.com slash resources dot html. <laughs> Sometimes I have to think about it. Have a great week and I'll see you right here next time on our next um, episode. And remember, you can go to my website and see all of my next listening Uh, episodes for your pleasure and finally as I always say you are a unique combination of experiences clothed in purpose strength and destiny thank you so much for listening today bye bye and I'll see you next time thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles online at imlisanobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review and we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate, motivate, inspire.